What up, it's your boy Tony Sumo coming to you with another episode. But before I get down with my guest, let me get my plugs out of the way. Go to dirtycleaneats.com. Check out the product there. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and listen to their podcast, the DCE Pirate Radio Podcast on iTunes. Now use the code DCE Tiny Sumo for 10% off in store. Get some jammo in your life. It'll cure what ails you. And check out tiki-tribe.com. That's T-I-I-K-I-Tribe.com for all your ready-made meal solutions. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram too. And if you use the code Tiny Sumo, you can get 20% off in store with those guys now. And me, I'm your boy Tiny Sumo. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, leave a five-star review. Tell your friends, tell your family. Your boy appreciates it. But I think that's enough of a plug. So let me get down with my guest. You! Hey, bro. Blackie, how's it going, bro? Yeah, good, man. What's going on? Oh, you know, mate, just staying busy. You know how it is. Hey, look, it has been a hot minute since you and I have spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Firstly, because we haven't spoken even since the Diego fight. Now, I know I've messaged you, but uh, big congratulations on that win. Because at the time, I know that you probably saw me online. I was very excited for that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good fight. Good stylistic matchup. Well, look, it was one of the things that I've been extremely excited about Eternal doing recently as well is they are getting the matches together that I've been really happy to see from a local scene perspective, you know, they're getting fights, like I said, with you and Diego, and even Diego this weekend, oh, a couple of weekends just gone um, against Tobin, stuff like that. Like, there's fights that they're making happen. I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, those fights haven't been happening recently. We haven't seen the sort of guys at the top of divisions getting matched on regional shows. So it was right. very cool to see. Yep, yep. So, yep, I want to talk about that fight. I want to, I mean, like you said, it was a good stylistic matchup. Obviously, he came out and got the job done. Take me through the fight itself, because it was a quick fight, but I want you to walk me through it anyway. Um, yeah, well, basically, the plan is he fights on the outside. I think his plan, how he fought Tobin, was exactly the same plan he would have had with me, just throwing the single, you know, two shots max and getting back out of out of range and then maybe catching with a secondary attack if we shot um, or not being there for, for the shot, essentially. So, um, obviously, take the center, cut him off, so eventually he'll end up back on the wall, which I think... Tobin sort of failed to do, which is his biggest error. He just couldn't deal with that that single problem that that he put in front of him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I caught him with that first right hand, and it didn't actually connect um, as well as I know it can connect. And he dropped, so I just thought, well, fuck, <laughs> right hand to him. Um, he sort of hit me, and you know, like his his the big knockout guy, or whatever. I think most of his knockouts have been some kicks or something because it sort of. Mm. You know, going to hit a lot harder than that in the past, but not that you know he's probably the best striker, arguably in the division. But um, but yeah, I just felt when when I connected that it wasn't really at all how hard I can hit him. So just stayed on it, and when it did connect, it dropped him um, the second time, and then I, the last time it connected better than all of them. That was sort of mm. the first clean one that really connected, him, and that's when when the ref jumped in, I guess. So. Mm. Um, that, yeah. It was a statement win. It was a very strong win. And like you said, Diego's a top guy in the division, very dangerous fighter. Um, one of the things that I took away from the fight, and it's the thing that would trouble me the most as an opponent, I'm like, uh, in your head, you almost go into that fight, knowing obviously that you're a well-rounded guy. But in my head, I'm like, jiu-jitsu black belt, judo black belt. Like, those are the things I have to think about. And then all of a sudden, I've got a really aggressive strike-up coming forward at me and my and your brain almost doesn't compute that you know you've, you've sort of gone yeah, into the yeah. fight thinking i've got to deal with 
I'm going to have to deal with underhooks. I'm going to have to deal with getting thrown, pressure punching, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting smashed in the face with three right hands in a row going, ah, fuck, I don't know what's happening here. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I think everything would have just scattered once he sort of got dropped in. And I do have, um, you know, like I I can throw (laughs) with a bit of power, apparently. Yes, Um, obviously. Yeah, that's a different thing as well, because I don't think people expect, you know, to feel, feel those shots, which... Which again, I think it was a good, you know, it was a good opportunity to to show that because from from my point of view, I've been training with, you know, Steve Compton is still my my striking coach, and mm. I've, I've been tra- he was the coach since, since I was a kid doing doing MMA. Obviously, my my coach on Blackburn under is Dan Higgins, that I've you know been at the gym that they ran as a kid, and I still train under them now, and they do their own things and that. But to me, it was that first year back, man. Like I had three years out, not fighting. I had a lot of shit going on. It's everybody knows that fight. It's a different thing getting in there and doing it, and especially when you know I had geared my whole life towards it. It was a big thing to those, those early. You know, I, I think I fucked myself over in a couple of those fights where I really didn't perform. And um, but I'm well aware that there's one way to get the cobwebs out. Well, there's a quick way, and that's to fight everyone you can, whenever you can, and then you're going to get over that. You're going to find that comfort, and you're going to be able to perform properly. You know, in the quickest way. It's not the mm. easiest way to do it, but it's certainly the quickest. And, I think that's what I did. You know, I did take every fight I could get and I adjusted very quickly and we adjusted very quickly. And, um, you know, I think <laughs> it was sort of shown that skill-wise, you know, I, I don't think I've really you know, been tested that much without mm. being too silly about it. Um, and I train with guys that, that fight overseas now. We know what the level is and, you know, it, it's, Kind of, yeah, like where Because I guess I'm getting, you know, all these promotions in Australia are, you know, sending me messages and they're going, oh, you want to fight for the belt and all that. And it's like, I'm um, eight and two with eight finishes, seven in the first round. Just beat Diego. And he is, he is a very talented fighter. And the, the kid I've fought before, I mean, that kid's an awesome wrestler. Won the, the only Aussie to win a fight at the, the wrestling worlds. And again, I, I threw him and choked him out in a minute. So it's like, when do you go, you know, from, from where we're at, well, the goal is not to fight on the Aussie scenes, as cool as it is. The goal is to fight, for me, in the UFC and internationally. So when do you make that jump? And for me, I'm ready to make that jump. I've come back and I've done what I need to do for me. And um, now we've got connections and we've got networks and we've got managers and all that that can get us these opportunities. So it's just being patient and waiting for the right one. And, and then we're there and we don't look back. We move forward. So... There's there's a couple of good points there. I mean, the fact that you sort of bring up the training partners thing, and that does make a big difference. I think, um, you know, you mentioned Compton's. Obviously, you're a base with um, with Brownie as well. Higgins, yeah, like you've got all the you've got all these guys. You know, great training partners, great coaches. You know, you you're seeing that sort of level on the regular basis. I think too, obviously. I mean, what you're traveling with with Brownie and going to the rise and shows and stuff like that. So yeah. That yep. makes a difference. That makes a big difference. And I love, I love the Aussie scene, and I obviously spend a lot of time covering it. And that's why I'm so excited to see fights like yourself yes. and Diego. When you've got those two guys, where I'm watching the divisions, I'm not looking at tapology. I'm not looking at you know other yeah, sites yeah. where they're telling me. I know yep. who I want to watch in that division. And the yes. second that fight came up, I went, oh fuck yeah, because now I yep. can see I've got these two guys in my head, and there's maybe only one other guy in that division that I sort of see at that level, I get a clear, distinct picture now. I go, they're the two guys. This guy won the way he won. 
And yep. then it was, I think it was, it made that win even more impressive now that Diego's come out and had this really good performance against Tobin. I think it makes your, like, inadvertently makes your win stronger again, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, thank you. And I think it, I, I agree with you there. I think it does show um, the the same thing. Like, I think, I think Diego might have had a few, few, you know, injuries and shit as well on, on the way. And I think he's, mm-hmm done some work to get back in there, whatever. I don't know, like, he's been around for, for a long time. And, yeah, I think, you know, good thing. I mean, I'm, I'm mates with Tobin and that, and it was, you know, like, I, I don't like to see him get knocked out or anything. I did judo with him back in the day and used to train with him a bit and travel with him a bit and all that, you know. Um, but, yeah, it does. It does, because there is a lot. Like you said, there's a lot of people that aren't fighting, whatever, the, the top two guys or whatever. Or it's, I don't know how topology works, man, but... From my understanding, like if you fight overseas, it's worth way more points or something. So if you fight mm. a guy who's fought overseas, that boosts you way more or something. But yeah, I'm, I'm not that, sure. My understanding, man, and yeah, I have a pretty good understanding of this. Is that's not how these big promotions operate either. They're not no. looking at your topology and going, "Oh, that's his record." <laughs> They're looking at well, who are the guys out there that are taking fights and that are putting it on the line that are fighting across whatever. Mm. No, definitely, you know, and, like, and that is that is the distinction. That is the, uh, and that's the thing with the social media age. We have that sort of beautiful insight now, um, yeah. where we get to see everything on the regular. It's not like back in the day where we had bootleg VHS. You know, we, yes. we can see fights now every yep. day. There's something happening on social media. I get to keep track of everything. Everyone gets to keep track of everything. That's what YouTube and Facebook are for in terms yep. of the fight game. So we get to see that. So they get to see that that night automatically you know and you look at stuff like fight pass now as well eternal being on fight pass you got some other shows getting on that now too that's yep. that's the stuff that's going to be out there so you're right they're not going to tapology tapology is a, a good way for someone like me i get to jump on there and go oh what's someone's record i want to see who they fought recently yep that yep. sort of stuff but the rankings are what they are yep yep so yep. That sort of brings us to now, like I said, I mean, obviously, Diego, after the Tobin fight, came out and mentioned you, said he wanted to run it back. I, I jumped on and I messaged you, I think, I, I commented and you said, we've got to talk now. But what's the go? So what are the plans? Because I know there's other people that have mentioned your name in the past. And that's the thing. You get a good win on the regional scene. Uh, and you know as well as I do. That's what people want. They want to take that win. And if they can think they can get a win, that's what catapults them. But what are you looking at at the minute? Yeah, I, like, like I said, man, I'm I'm looking at at the top. Like I want to be world champ. I don't want to be. I got Noz title. That's that's mm. ticked that box. You know what yep. I mean? I, I want I want to be world champ. So I'm not looking at fighting around here. But it's as cool as the other thing, isn't it? The money is shit, and that's yep. straight up what it is. It's shit. They mm-hmm. make heaps of money off all the fighters. Most of the fights are amateur fights, so yep. we're not getting paid what we're worth at all. So why the fuck would we fight? to chip money as soon as we don't have to. Mm. It's just, so I see guys getting on the contender, getting signed to the UFC, that don't have records um, as good as mine. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, it is, it's a delicate thing. And the way I see it is, yeah, these guys, you, you do have to aim up. And once you do get um, in, into a position where you can go, okay, um, I can sell this project, then that's the move. So I don't think anyone that was in my position... Um, <laughs> Would would go? Oh yeah, you should fight Diego again, or you mm. should go fight some other guy on a show for a couple grand when you're selling a heap. You know, like to me, it's like 
man, that, that, that's an easy call. It's like if any of those guys were sitting where I'm sitting. Because I do know that it is a scene. And I do know in, in one year, there, there are a lot of people that, that are happy to go, yeah, look, we think Aaron is the, the most promising. And it is more than just fighting. But I, I tick all the boxes. I am marketable. I do do social media well. I do <laughs> fucking fight well. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I've got the teammates. I've got the coaches, the experience and, and all that. So why, why do we stay playing around here? We've we got to go up. So that's the plans to go up. And I think any of those guys, if they were in my position, would do the same thing. So it's yes. not... It's like, I don't know what, what day, oh yes, for the A in this, and, you know, I've got no problem with him at all, man, but he can't do worse. So there's no harm in, in calling it out. And I am the guy that, if UFC's looking for a featherweight, it's, it's going to be me, as far as I'm concerned. We've got all the connections. We can take that spot easily. So if you're someone else, you've got to go, fuck, maybe we should try and get a fight with that guy because he's going to get it. That's the only way in. Yeah. And I mean, I, I respect that. I think that's cool. Better than going, oh, let's avoid that guy. And, pick a few other fights and get our record to 8-0 or whatever everyone does and then sign off that. Mm. Which, I mean, fair enough. If that's what you're going to do, I, I get that as well. But the money's not good here. So, no. As that soon is, as you look, can. It's, I don't know. Nothing people being smart and whatever. However they want to do it. But I, l- yeah. I love Diego. I love Diego. I think he's a fantastic fighter and a great person. And I can understand why he made the call out because, you know, it is one of those things. You made a good point then. It's smarter for him to ask for the fight whether you take it or not, then try and circumnavigate the fight, um, because that's not that's looked at worse than than trying to go after it. So it makes sense for him. And as a fighter, he probably wants to run it back because he wants to, you know, he wants to clear that from his consciousness. You know, like he doesn't want to. That's one of those things as well. He thinks I can perform better. Understandable that he wants to run it back. I can one hundred percent see it from your perspective, where you see yourself as the top guy. And I've made that argument as well, arguably the top guy in the division in the country. So it would be crazy to risk that next spot for, like you said, the sake of a thousand bucks on a regional show. Yeah, I, exactly. I too have a bit of a problem in terms, and, I, and I've made it pretty clear. I don't like um, amateur MMA being dressed up as professional MMA. If, yeah, if that makes yeah, sense. I, I have I have an issue with that in that I believe that everyone should have an amateur career in combat sport before they fight professional because it's your apprenticeship you learn you you learn the ropes that way that's you know a good way of putting it i guess you learn ropes by having an amateur career but i also don't like the idea of it uh the promoter making it look like professional fighters and they're not paying yeah yeah which is exactly what's up i'm a bit funny with that because i don't like the idea of these young guys selling their brain cells for free um because I've seen so many people, you know, obviously end up uh, the wrong end of that and with no money. So that's why I want to see all these young guys on the scene make as much money as possible. The other point that you made was a really strong point that I think more people need to understand. That is the social media aspect. When I say these young guys and girls uh, trying to, I guess, break into the, the bigger promotions, I'm like, you need to have a strong social media presence now. You need to be good at social media. So it's not even just about posting regularly. You need to be good at posting yeah. because you are a marketable entity. So like yep. you said, for yourself, exciting fighter, good-looking young guy, you have good posts, you, you work with good guys, like all that stuff is part of it. And that's what fighters, I think, need to understand. It's not 20 years ago. It's not 10 years no. ago. It's not even five no. years ago. It's, That's it's right. a completely new game, and everyone needs to be aware of that. Yep, yep. Logan Paul, KSI.
Made more money <laughs> look, than 99% of well, ever Like, combined. The money that those guys made for, a, for what was it, a six-rounder yeah. professional boxing, both debut professionals. So it was their second yep. boxing fight each, and they would have made squillion. It's insane. Yep. And people yep. can be mad about that as much as they want, but the fact is yep. that's the market. So why would you Exactly. Exactly. And that's probably... That's probably the best payday that Billy Joe Saunders has ever got. He's a world champion. He's undefeated. That's probably the best payday he's ever got, fighting on that. Yeah, that. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's craziness. But that's, yeah. I've said actually to a couple of people, and look, I, I know that obviously you've got the Ryzen connection. Whenever I see your Instagram, I'm like, he should be in Ryzen. I, I don't know what it, I, the Japanese feel. I see it, I go, oh, fuck, man. I'd like to see him in Ryzen, that big white ring. But the UFC <laughs> is the premier organization. I can understand why that is the uh, the focal point, or that is the that's the uh, attractive one. Yeah, yeah, bro. I love fighting rising. Like I grew up doing judo and stuff, trained Japan heaps and that. So I'd love to have one or two in there. Um, you know, before going to UFC, but it's just timing, man. Like you know, what? Like like I will fight in rising. Um, I'm sure at some point, but. It just depends what comes first, really, mm-hmm. and what what they want. You know, if Ryzen, like I know Ryzen usually does like two fight contracts and strength. So it just depends mm. um, what what they're willing to do in that. But but yeah, we got good contracts with um with Ryzen and and that is a sick show. Yeah, <laughs> and I love it. Pays it. well. It pays well as well. So that's the other thing. Uh, I, I think that's the other thing to sort of obviously take into account. It probably pays better for your first two fights in that then promotion than UFC possibly. Possibly, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Um, but look, you've been staying busy anyway where you haven't had a fight coming up, obviously training and things like that, but also working with a couple of other guys that have been staying super busy with um, Stewie and Mossy. Yeah, bro, yeah. Well, Stewie's in the gym right now, getting the fucking leftover adrenaline out of him. But <laughs> yeah, man, he's, um, I mean, I know he's a real deal, but I think everyone else is starting to realise. He's had... Um, a- He's had a couple of real, like the last two that I've seen, um, XFC, they are extremely strong performances. Yeah, man, he's, he's on another level, like in everything, in all aspects. And just the toughness and the skill. Like he beat that, he beat Uros, the black belt heavyweight champ. Like that's not, that's not a normal black belt thing to do. You know, like a normal black yeah. belt can beat a big footballer. can fuck yeah. up a big footballer. A normal black belt can't fuck up the heavyweight number one black belt in yeah. the country. So I mean, there's, you just can't like I don't know. He, again, he'll he'll have a couple more fights and then and then he'll move on as well because that's like I said, we we know the level and all that, and it's just we know also that yeah, and he's more than happy doing his time, doing his fights, and then yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Um, but yeah, I, I live with him and we're training partners, and um, yeah, it's awesome to have someone like that to, to do it with because you just push each other and got each other's backs and all that, and yeah, it's unreal. No, it's awesome to see that level of fighting on the local scene for yourself as well, mate. It, it, it's a pleasure to watch from down here. Um, the more fights are I hope to see you fight again soon. Like I said, I mean, hopefully the big contract comes soon, and we can yeah, see you back sure, in the mate. cage. Um, and I'll be watching, mate. So. Fingers crossed. Well, look, hey, dude, before we wrap it up, I appreciate you taking the time to have a chat. As always, it's a pleasure. Before we go, though, any plugs, mention shout-outs that you want to get out of the way, uh, let me know and I'll tag them in. Let them yeah, of course, bro. Um, yeah, my coach, Dan Higgins, and, you know, since he's a kid, always been there and will be there all the way 
all the way to the top. And Steve Compton um, works with you know all, all us boys at a Team Compton training centre, and obviously Dan out, out of the garage. So anyone who's looking to you know get working with them can contact them and, and book in on that. Um, and then yeah, Bros, which I coach at and base. So Stuart Nichols, Jim Bros, and base training centre Damos, Damos Jim, and obviously all the boys that we train with, Elliot and Matty Seaton and. Yeah, I've already mentioned Damo and that, but with all our crew, we've got some good good young fellas coming up as well that are training with us now and that. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, all the boys. And my mum, dad, friends. There family. you go. <laughs> Smart move. There we go. There we go. Smart <laughs> plug. All right, right, look, we, uh, we will talk soon, man. But like I said, pleasure chatting with you. And uh, yeah, talk soon. Thanks so much, bro. Pleasure. Cool. Cheers, bro. Bye. Yeah.